Business is brought to you by Audible.com. everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with a Business. I'm Craig. And I'm Allison. And we're Married with a Business. We're here to share with you tips, tricks, and mostly stories about what it's like to be married and also run a business together. Yeah. And what's interesting is we're talking to more and more people and it's kind of fun to hear other people's tips and stories and, and things. So, but we'll get to that. Allison, how has your week been? My week has been sore. Sore? Sore. Our boys go to a school that's really hockey. They're, everybody plays hockey, and our boys don't play hockey. They're big baseball kids. But our seven- and nine-year-olds are working on learning how to roller skate and rollerblade. And so we've been I've been trying to teach them, and it's a whole different center of gravity, and just it's been a mess. And why are you sore? And I'm sore because the other day I was outside in the driveway trying to teach them, and as you were off to a baseball meeting you said hey you know your rollerblades are up there in your ski bag so i pulled out my 20 year old roller maybe more maybe more rollerblades <laughs> and the boys were super excited and i got them on and i started zipping around the driveway like i was nobody's business and it really did help the kids see what to do but man the next day my back hurt my legs hurt my knees hurt it's like Everything is about Allison being old this this week. Like, <laughs> so, but it was really nice because they were really excited and they were like, "Mom, you know how to rollerblade? You could play hockey. You know that?" Nah, uh, yeah, I couldn't walk the next day. So, well, I think maybe it would be helpful if you called our. Uh, people that we have we interviewed this week maybe they could help you get those muscles uh, not being so sore i think michael and carla definitely could help me so this week we talked to michael and carla silva from foundation performance sports medicine they started their business in 2003 when they were young before they were just having kids at the time and uh they've now spent 20 years growing this physical therapy sports medicine business over the past uh you know 20 years while raising kids and all of the COVID, everything that we've gone through lately. Yeah, it w it's been a crazy ride for them. So take a listen, see what they had to share with us. We're happy to have with us this week, Michael and Carla Silva from Foundation Performance, Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine. Guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. So tell us a little bit about how you guys met. We met in grad school um, at UMass Lowell when we started our physical therapy education. Um, Carla went to undergrad at UMass Lowell. I was an outsider, um, did my undergrad at University of Rhode Island, and we literally met on day one of orientation for PT school. Nice. I love that. And the rest is history, as they say. Mm -hmm. As they say, the rest is history. <laughs> how did you guys come to start your own business? Well, we both started working for other business owners in private practice. But um, once we had our first child, um, there was some times that, you know, business um, changes in your life with having children. But also my husband at the time was thinking about maybe swapping out of the PT career because it wasn't what he thought it would be um, from going to school and then actually being in the actual business. So well, it wasn't very happy in my career. It wasn't happy point. in his career. I guess that was better that you said that. But um, <laughs> so we kind of took a break from everything because I had my first child and I was staying home and he went off on his own and started to do some training. He was like, I'm done. 
And um, when I got back in from um, realizing that I was ready to go back to work, we just chatted and we're like, let's start our own business. So it was just more out of necessity and out of passion, I think. Um, yeah, what, yeah. What, what we realized through, I remember pulling an all night conversation. I almost took a job um, for a huge medical develop, uh, medical device company and left the world of physical therapy. And then we realized it wasn't that I was unhappy with what I was doing, but who I was doing it with and for. And then at that point we decided, well, you know, if yeah. you build it, they will come. Let's, um, let's do our thing. And that's kind of, it was a bit scary because it's it, very scary. You know, we kind of plunged in all while having a new baby at home. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, so yeah, like it, what, it, how hard was it to start a new business, you know, have a new baby at home. Then you guys had another baby a few years later and try to grow this business at the same time. Um, it was kind of started in the basement. Actually, we, um, I think our first clients were in our basement. Hugh traveled to um, people's homes and did some training and we kind of cobbled together and literally started one client at a time. And you went out and got our first space mm-hmm. in um, in the Providence area and got a really nice space and shared it with a Pilates instructor. Correct. And so I we kind of had this very slow start to our business. And our focus was really, again, balancing the family life, um, taking care of our son. So I was home three days. He was working three days and, um, and then we swapped. swapped. And so we got this nice experience of what it was like to be a parent at home running things. And then also to be at work. Um, and we didn't really, um, like we didn't borrow money. Like we really went super organic and slow. Yeah. (laughs) Slow start. (laughs) Yeah. Some business people think we did it the wrong way, but for us, we didn't take out debt. We basically put in a lot of time, blood, sweat, and tears and built the business. Um, Maybe we didn't even know what we're doing. We didn't know what we're doing. That's how we did it. You know, it was safe. It allowed us to, you know, allowed me to be home two days a week, which was rare. Most of my guy friends were not being able to stay home and see their you know, firstborn child grow, which was yeah. awesome and allow Carla to stay, you know, get back into the business and stay in it and not be too far removed as many mothers get from their career. Yeah. And if I can kind of future pace this, you know, <laughs> 20 years later, it really changed and evolved significantly to the point where, you know, I was home all the time and you were working all the time to, you know, at a time when you had foot surgery and, you know, I was working all the time and I remember your mom staying with us, mm-hmm. you know, and you were home recovering. And so there's, there we've swapped roles. And I think that slow start, that very slow start sharing those roles originally was a great footing. Not that we realized at the time, we just didn't know what we're doing, <laughs> but I think that really gave us a good start. Yeah. Um, well, and I think for perspective for our listeners, you guys went from starting into the basement to right now you have three locations, right? Yes. Yep. We have three locations yes. and 19 employees. Wow. That's amazing. So how do you guys manage running three different locations and keeping the systems in place so that people are getting the same um, foundations performance experience at each location? There's an evolution there. Yeah, there's an evolution. <laughs> I think we do... A much better job over the past few years, thanks to Carla's influence of really trying to onboard our staff and make sure that the experience is um, the same in every office. Um, you know, at, at the beginning, I don't know if it was, and we, you know, I think it, I think the key is also finding a good team. 
Um, right now, we have an amazing team with us who are very passionate, and it makes it kind of easy. You know, our team treats our family members, and they treat us. They also treat it like it's their own business. They, yeah. well, most of them, they're really, really passionate, and yeah, it's 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 really the people you bring on board right. as a big part of it. And also, I I think um, your question about um, how do we keep it where we have three offices and we're not actually there at first. It was all us in the beginning. And over time, we've had to buy our time back and step back and trust in others. So it's like we had to figure it out on our own first. And then we had it's like having children like we have teens now. And I feel like almost where our business is, it's like young helping young adults go off into the world. <laughs> We're doing that with our staff like we could step away and we are now stepping away and I don't know if they feel confident, but I believe 100% that they would be able to run the company without us, really. We're trying to make ourselves the least most important, the least important people in the in the business. All right. Well, I need to know how you did that because that's what I want to do. Well, I was going to say, so it's exactly like that's that's kind of how our approach is with our business, which, you know, over the past 20 years, we've gone from having the one or two employees to now where we have about the same 18, 18, 19 employees now. And it's allowing us to take a step back and try to be more visionary about the uh, the future of the business. And it sounds like you guys are at a point where you're start you're you're able to do that now. Be visionaries and, and help grow it. Yeah, it took a while to get there. And you know, for many years we, we worked so hard and you know felt like we were putting in more hours than everyone in the business. And you know, sometimes I come home and say, you know, why am I working so much harder than people that work for us? And it was almost it was tough because it, it was a lot of effort, a lot of time commitment. And I think now we're finally starting to see some of the rewards of, um, you know, the foundation we built. Yeah. Now that you're now that you're getting to experience some of those rewards, what are things that you guys like to do together that's not work related? Like everything else, too. <laughs> I mean, I think in some ways where I think we're a lot similar. I mean, we both love we both found our we have a very similar career. We're very different people, but we enjoy being active and fit. I think we both like to practice what we preach, um, healthy lifestyle, um, just being involved, be, our children. Like we try to make everything that we do together is needs to be fun. And, you know, um, it's not so much about dividing, conquering, because you can feel really alone when you're trying to do too many things. So I think we've tried to share a lot together as much as we can, even the mundane, the everyday things like cooking. We do a lot of cooking together. Um, I would say, yeah, cooking, everything, (laughs) kids and staying fit and healthy are probably the top three things we enjoy doing together. And then every once in a while, we like going in opposite directions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, like, we find a lot with us is that there are things that, you know, I'm the spender, she's the saver. And so we balance each other out. If we, if it was all up to me, we'd own every cool thing in the world. And if it was up to her, like our mattresses would all be stuffed with cash. So, you know, for you guys, is how do you guys balance each other? What are some balancing? that? Well, I would say he's the logical linear saver. And I mean, your brain and he's got so much grit and it's kind of amazing because if it was just, if I had another copy of me, I'd be broke. We wouldn't be where we are. I think I'm more, would you say the visionary? I have like the bigger ideas. Like I'm like pushing us to yeah. get us to go. And I'm, I'd love to spend the money. And cause I believe like that's going to get us <laughs> further. So, yeah, I mean, we definitely, 
it was a challenge, I think, in the beginning of our relationship and business relationship and home. We had to figure out what our strengths and what our weaknesses are and look to each other and be like, you know what, we're we're also a great puzzle piece here, you know. Yeah. But in the beginning, it was stressful. Like, it was, yeah. you know, you didn't want to spend money and I'm, and I didn't understand, we didn't understand where we we're going with it. But yeah, now looking back, it's, we've kind of just appreciating each other in that way. Now that the kids are, they're both in high school now, they're, they're, they're both teenagers, right? Our daughter's in eighth grade. We'll okay. be in freshman next year and our son will be going to college. Oh, wow. So now that they're, I mean, they're on the edge of being adults and the business has grown up with them. What do you think that, or what do you hope that they've learned from you guys as you've built this business? What do you hope that they're going to take into their high school and college careers? Um, yeah, that's a good question. They might've learned to never own a, a private practice physical therapy <laughs> business. <laughs> that's okay. I'm going to ask them that question yeah, actually. Question so, I mean, but if I were to, I think I can ask answer it from my son just watching him now is kind of he is like going to be gone and I'm watching him get really he's focusing on purpose and passion Mm -hmm. and he does he's not motivated otherwise so I think that it's taken him a while to bloom and blossom and I can totally see that happening now and he is so motivated when you know with all that so I think he's seen us be passionate. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also a challenge and a struggle I, I think <laughs> when that, you follow your passion. I think, so. I think there's a definite lesson learned just yeah. as you asked the question. We've never sacrificed mm. family, a good one. <clears throat> like the safety and the family time for business. So like when they were really young, I had so many people advising me to get a babysitter and you and your wife should work full time. You'll make X amount of dollars more every year. Um, Mm -hmm. Do this, do that, work more, work more. But we, you know, yeah, we could be making a lot more money if we put a lot more time in, but we spend, we're there for our kids. We, we see track meets and cross country meets and ballets. Yeah. Ballet. That's the best. That's the best answer. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. yeah, I think so. Our kids know that we work hard. We're passionate for what we do, but we know the family's first. And it, like that doesn't, the almighty dollar is not trumping that in our, in our house. Yeah. And that circles back to Jack doing things, not for money. He's, yeah. he's really, do, he wants to work for what he's going to enjoy and brings him happiness. So that makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly right. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, one of the reasons we all go into business for ourselves and become owners is to have that freedom and to have that control, you know, not only of our future and the money that we make, but also our time and our family. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great answer. It's absolutely true. To talk a little bit about what's happened over the last year with your business, obviously with the pandemic and everything, it's probably been crazy. What have you guys, how have you guys handled that and pivoted the business and been able to to deal with deal with it over the last year. Oh, I love the hug. Yeah, nice oh. hug. Hey, there, there was a pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes. So, I can't believe. Well, and you got you guys are in a business that's so front facing that you know it had to be challenging. It was it was extremely challenging. Can I, can I jump on this one? Uh, oh, please. That's so a good one. It was very stressful. It was a stressful year for so many reasons, but we'll just stick to the pandemic because we only have a certain amount of time to talk. But. Um, you know, we, we shut down our business for six weeks and we didn't have to shut down because we're, you know, we're medical professionals. We were allowed to stay open. We we're considered essential, but our patients, our staff, people were getting really nervous and patients weren't coming in. So we decided, okay, listen, we just need to furlough everyone. We need to shut down and just ride this out and see what happens. Um, so everyone except myself um, 
was furloughed and I saw some, I tried to do some telehealth to make that last. Well, uh, I have to say it was very scary. Like you scary. have three offices and, you know, you're helping people have, give them a living, you know, 19 employees. It's, you're not just worried about yourself, but you're like worried about, you know, initially it's, that's the scary yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, and, and, and the home stuff, we literally, I remember having a meeting with the kids and we brought them in yeah. and it was all about, Saving money. <laughs> I think I learned this from you, Michael. It, we brought the whiteboard out and we're like, okay, we're cutting this cost down. We're cutting all anything that's leaking money because we have to worry about like that bigger picture and we don't know what it's going to look like and when things are going to change. So we made drastic budgeting plans yeah, and we, brought our kids in and they had some great ideas actually yeah. in the beginning. And then we just tried to you know, we were hoping for the best, but planning for the worst. And mm-hmm. we realized at one point, okay, if we mm. can't reopen our business, you and I are going to keep the smallest office. It's just going to be you and I. We'll start over. We'll start from scratch. Thank goodness, um, you know, we got the PPP funding, which allowed us to bring our staff back. And thank goodness our mm-hmm. staff was just like on board. Like, we got this. We can do this. What do you need? Um, and we slowly started coming back of May May of last year and, you know, slowly brought the whole staff back over the next few weeks. And, you know, we're doing okay. We're not where we were. By the end of summer, we had everybody back September. We had everybody back. And I think some of the gifts that came out of that is one of the weaknesses that Michael and I had in our, in our business um, in general was the lack of communication. You know, you have three offices and, you know, if you say anything to one person, the company needs to hear it everywhere. And so that that can be a challenge in any, just two people having a mm-hmm. conversation. So when you have like a big company, we were like, that's like always, always something we were trying to work on. Especially me, I'm not a great communicator. Well, <laughs> we all challenge, can, we all have our challenge. We all have our challenge. We're, we're in a safe place. I can admit <laughs> it. But at, least you're, but at least you can acknowledge that and Carla can help compensate for that. Yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest thing is always taking personal responsibility for all of it. But we were able to connect it such a deeper way. We had more meetings, having the zoom option all made us connect more. And so we did one-on-one more one-on-one conversations with ourselves just to make sure it wasn't just about the business part of getting back and everybody making money, but our employees were people were just there was a lot of extra stress and worry. So there was a week, there was always weekly engagement and team engagement. We never had that. And now yeah. it's kind of we've gotten feedback from our staff saying, you know, things are great. It's that really helped and, and I, it brought everybody together. Yeah, and I gave Carla a new title. She was the chief happiness officer. Oh, I love that. I no, but it was a stressful time and she would meet with each um employee one-on-one to not yeah one about okay what are the stats looking like how's business but also like how are you doing like yeah. how are things at home how are you handling this so i think they appreciated that that, that time yeah. and that the like it was almost like counseling um yeah. and it kind of helped to also um really harden the the roles not the harden but too. Yeah. well i'm just saying like that was her role and then i had you know my black and white scientific role of numbers and other things that i did but um right. I just think it helped us really um, divide and conquer with our strengths. And it, like I said, between that and then our amazing staff, we. And the PPP. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. yeah that, right. that was that. I mean, we, that's like the yeah. biggest you, you need to. Have, We'd be having a different conversation going. right now without. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think that we've learned, you know, as small business owners, you know, we've learned a lot about 
ourselves and our businesses that we ne- we wouldn't have learned if we hadn't gone through all of that. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, right. But I love that you kept your team engaged in ways that worked. We did the same thing, similar thing. We did, we would do um, a video because we have about 19 people and we were shut down and kind of with an update. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening with the business. Here are th- some things to think about so that we could connect with everybody. But bringing your kids in because your kids are were at an age where they could participate and understand the severity of what was happening, you know, having that strategic what if plan for both work and home was important. And you guys sound like you did a great job communicating it. And so you should be really proud of yourselves for that. She led that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've, I've always said, even when employees would say to me, but you know, you're the owner, they'd ask me a question. I'm like, you know what? No, that's actually look to Mike. Like I like being the support and I right. really like, I like having the support role, you know, with my staff. And I just, I don't want to be the top cheese. Like I like, nope, Mike's the guy to go talk to. He's the number one. And also that takes away confusion, which I didn't realize, but I also like to just support. But for some reason, the pandemic turned me into a crazy woman. And I was like, (laughs) okay, we need to figure this out. And I got super like, I took over. And (laughs) I guess that uh, I do have that, but only when needed. <laughs> well, but it's good to know. It's good to know that about yourself, right? Like, yeah. and moving forward, you guys are going to be moving forward. You guys are going to be in such a better place with all that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I slowly, and then this, I remember saying, "Hey, um, we were." It was probably like December time, and and I think we were like confused because I had such a more prominent prominent role and I kind of slowly went back to my old ways and he's like hey where have you been (laughs) and I'm like oh but I just everything's kind of getting better and back and so just keeping having that open dialogue and the fact that we could kind of kind of roll with that a little bit more and kind of be more aware of like your own self and talk that through was helpful because maybe 10 years ago would have been a little what are you saying (laughs) 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 it would have been more of a stressor yeah so what's do you guys have a book or tool or resource that you guys have you think has really helped you build your business or build your home life over the last few years so so many things there's so many business books and mindfulness books in our house but i think the (laughs) the biggest experience for me um, was I got accepted to the Goldman Sachs um, 10,000 Small Business Program. I'm not sure oh, if you guys have heard cool. of that. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. So I was accepted and right before the pandemic went through and graduated and really got a better grasp of being a business owner and really helped me see the light and how to get my time back. And, you know, there's another project that I've been trying to work on that I've never been able to get off the ground because I've always got sucked back into the business mm-hmm. um, and learning how to really empower my staff Um, look at the numbers, see, you know, make better decisions, be more proactive. So that was a huge learning experience for me. And I'd probably say that was the most valuable business um, resource that I've, I have. Mm -hmm. That's great. So for me, like I, like Michael said, there's so many different things, books and just mentors, just, just like what you're doing, talking to people. I mean, that, I think I found that to be the most enriching help along the way. You know, it's having the motivate, having like somebody see you and say, oh, wow, look at what you're doing. Sometimes just, just getting Mm -hmm. that motivation and like, okay, things are going well. And just that, that is really helpful. And I like want to appreciate the community support that I've had, um, friends, family, especially our 
clients in our community. I feel like that is a very empathetic way of seeing like what gets you through 20 years of running a business that keeps changing. Um, but for me personally, the biggest thing I, I, I benefited from in terms of um, something to share would be my training that I got as a well coach, wellness coach. And it just taught me more about how to communicate, how to listen better. Um, and I think like every mom, every business or every person should get the training that I, that is similar to that curriculum that I had. It was just so huge. It really was a turning point. I think in the way my husband and I related, the, I really brought it all home. Um, and it was actually, my kids, the first year said to me, I would get a lot of this. Why are you talking in that psychotherapy way or why <laughs> don't psychologize, like, don't me. psychologize me? And it was just because it was really awkward, but I was determined to be able to use, cause I believed that what I learned would support and help. <clears throat> and now it's more natural. And now I see my son and I see my, I see everybody using like a lot of the things that, for at first sounded really awkward. So, and I think no, it, was, it was a very valuable resource <clears throat> for you, but then you shared it with the family and the business and it helped our meetings, our communication. It was, yeah, I think I, I agree with her. I just learned through her, but the, the, the curriculum she went through every human being should go through. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's just, it's all about the community, um, better communication, better listening. Yeah. yeah that's great. That's phenomenal. Can you guys tell us a little bit about, before we wrap up this week, uh, foundation performance, a little bit about how people can find you and, and what you guys do. Sure. So we, um, Again, three offices, one in Warren, Rhode Island, one in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, one in Plainville, Massachusetts. We are a physical therapy, sports medicine, outpatient orthopedic um, practice. So we uh, treat injuries and try to keep people from getting hurt. Um, foundationperformance.com is our website. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, also, I have a I do a lot before pandemic. I was doing a lot of public speaking and some, um, I created some um, online education through um, a, co a company I developed called run strong. Um, and you can find that also on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, my runstrong.com. Um, I'm a guest um, on a Instagram live every Thursday morning at 10 30. So if you want to hear him talk about running stuff, yeah. go there. <laughs> Our, it's called Our Run Club. I'm at Our Run Club on Instagram, 1030s on Thursday. It's fun. Awesome. No, that's great. Michael, Carla, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you, guys. Thank this you. is this is great, and I can't wait to hear um, and listen to some of the pre-recorded and hear some of the new new couples that come on as well. Yeah, and I'm looking yeah. forward to a future book with all the tips <laughs> yeah. and tricks from everybody. We'll, we'll have to do that. We're going to put you in the forward. Yeah, I know. I like that. <laughs> no, I like that. That's awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, guys. That was great. So, Craig, what what are your takeaways? I think for me, one of the interesting things that they talked about, that Michael talked about, that he was unhappy and he didn't know why he was unhappy. And he was talking about going and changing his field, his profession and working in, you know, medical device sales or whatever. But then he realized he wasn't unhappy with what he was doing, but who he was doing it with. And that working with Carla and starting this business together would make him happy. Yeah, I think one of the things that you and I are striving for and that a lot of the couples we've been talking to are striving for is now that we've got the foundation of our business, how do we build our teams and how do we make 
make a fulfilling place for our teams to work so they can grow and they can run the business like it's their own. And I think that there are a lot of companies out there that haven't gotten to that point yet. And, you know, even all of us aren't always at that point in our development. And it's great to see how other companies are doing it and building those relationships with their team members. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting to hear them talk about the, you know, the trials and tribulations of when you first start, especially a business like what they're in, when they're doing physical therapy, it's a lot of one-on-one interaction about when they first started and they had the little kids, like how one of them would work three days and then be home three days and the other, and then they would alternate, you know, so that they could grow the business and keep connecting with people, but still have that time with their family. I feel like we see common threads and themes every couple of couples that we start to talk to. And I feel like right now, the last few people we've talked to really have talked about that the dad being home when the kids are young and the dad, because they run their own business, has the flexibility to be part of the day-to-day life. It's not that they're leaving first thing in the morning and coming home after they're going to bed, that one of the things that they're really getting out of running their own business is the ability to be home and be part of the family and that the business is important, but the family life is just as important. Yeah. Not sacrificing that family time for the business that, you know, it's important to have that time, especially when the kids are young. And I think we're, I I feel very lucky that I get to have similar to that. You know, I can come home from work a little early and take the boys to baseball practice if I need to. Um, So that's, I definitely, it was nice to hear other people, you know, striving for that in their in their business as well. And understanding that it's a partnership, that if you're going to do that, that you might have to make up that time later on, on a weekend or in the evening. But because we're in it together, we understand that ebb and flow of if I'm going to go to the baseball game today, I've got to make up some of that time later, you know, but the end goal, like Michael and Carla were talking about, is to replace ourselves in our business as well so that, you know, we're the most unimportant, important person in our company. Yeah. And I really liked how they acknowledged each other's roles in the businesses and, and similar to what we've talked about. And it's interesting because the more we talk to people, the more we see this, the balance in the, in each other, you know, the, the spender and the saver, the, the person who is the implementer and the person who's like the dreamer. So it's, it's really, uh, you know, interesting to, I love seeing other couples like you and I who embrace those differences and, you know, build off of each other. It's something that we've always talked about. That's a strength with, with us is that, you know, you're a saver. I'm a spender. It's, it's finding those things that balance each other to make sort of that, that perfect sauce. Yeah. And that, that I'm a planner and a what ifer. And I really liked how they talked about how Carla just jumped right in when COVID happened. And what are we going to do with three locations and 19 employees? And what's our plan for what if at work? And, and really including their kids in that what if these things happen at home? And how do we make short term sacrifices so that we can have a long-term plan. I really liked that. Yeah, so it was great talking with Michael and Carla Silver from Foundation Performance Sports Medicine. Check them out online. Go to foundationperformance.com. You can also look for them on all the social media as well. Foundation Performance Sports Medicine. 
Hey, Craig, have you been reading or listening to anything good lately? Oh, uh, yeah. So I've got a great book everybody should try out. It's it's a leadership book, but it has a little bit of, uh, you know, things that I like. We go back to Craig and his interest in the the brewing arts and the idea of, I, I in a, who was it we talked to a few weeks ago that was, you know, just like me. Um, ACL Academy. Yeah, ACL Academy. Like they, we also talked about that interest in like the operations of a brewery as it relates to being a business owner. I know which book you're going to talk about. <laughs> you want to guess? Is this Brewing Up a Business no, by Sam Caligione? No, it's his other oh. book. It's Off-Center Leadership, uh, Dogfish Head Guide to Motivation, Collaboration, and Smart Growth. Uh, it's a book Sam wrote a few years ago. You can find it on audible.com, and you can get a free it, you can get it free from us by going to audibletrial.com slash bizmarried. That's audibletrial.com slash bizmarried for a free 30 days of Audible on us. But it's a great book. It's about, you know, Sam's leadership approach in his business and not just the ideas of the off-centeredness and, you know, the approach to how he manages his employees, but also the idea of collaboration with your employees and your teams uh, to help grow your business. So check it out on audible.com, Off-Centered Leadership by Sam Calagione, and uh, you can get that at audibletrial.com slash Biz married. And if you're in Delaware, you have to stop by Dogfish Head. Yeah, you definitely have to get by Dogfish Head. It's in Milton and Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. That's sort of one of my meccas. I love go. I go there every year. Every year. Every I don't year. drink beer, and I've taken that tour maybe 15 times. It's, it's one of my favorite places in the world. So <laughs> check check it out. Um, thanks everybody for listening this week. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can find us online. Just go to Instagram or Twitter. We're at Biz Married. B-I-Z-M-A-R-R-I-E-D, Biz Married. You can also search for us on Facebook. Just search for Married with a Business. Tell your friends, listen, like, subscribe, and find us online. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage, because we're married with a business. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Have a great week.